0: Welcome to How To Feel Better with me, Ruth Kudsey. How you feel better is an inside job and we're gonna be delving into ways that you can enhance the way that you feel about yourself and lead a happier and more fulfilling life. I'm Ruth Kudzee, a master certified coach, best-selling author and coach trainer and I'm delighted to have you here. We all want to be happy, right? So today I'm speaking to Joe, who is the founder of The Happiness Club. And we're talking about how, actually, when you are struggling, how the hardest thing can often be to put your hand up and say. And how she's developed this app where she makes it very easy for people to ask for help. And equally gives people really small, bite-sized chunks of support every single day that help them build that consolidated learning that changes the way that they think and feel and therefore the way that they behave. I absolutely love this. It builds into all of the behavioral change theory and it really shows that consistency is key and doing something small every day can have an amazing result. And she's somebody that I've seen online for the last few years, and always been very taken with what she does. And when I said I'm doing a podcast, it's all about how we feel better. I was delighted that she put her hand up and said that she wanted to be on it. So, Joe, would you like to introduce yourself and let people know what you do?
1: I would love to. Thank you so. It's so lovely to meet you at last. Yeah, I know. Um, i'm joe howarth and i am the founder of the happiness club which is an app-based support service for mental and emotional well-being so by trade i'm a therapist i started out as a jobbing therapist and wanted to find a way to support my one-to-one clients more consistently um, in between their more in-depth sessions with me and that's how the happiness club was born Um, And now, obviously, not all the members are my one to one clients.
0: So let's talk a little bit about that. So you're a therapist and you're you're a hypnotherapist as well, aren't you? And you train people in hypnotherapy, too. I do. Yes. So I'm
1: an advanced hypnotherapist and a mindfulness practitioner. They're the tools of my trade. Um, And yeah, I train people to become advanced hypnotherapists as well, which gives me. Absolute shivers, especially when they graduate and I start seeing them online talking about the successes they're having with their clients, the ripple effect of I'm sure you feel the same. Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, it's the best yeah. thing in the world. Absolutely <laughs> really gorgeous.
0: That's another part. The happiness club is your main
1: that's the core of the business. So it's a it's a membership club, so people can join on an individual basis. Um, and we give them daily strategies. So Mm. we have our own app, so it comes out on the app every morning, just a little, it might be a straightforward mindfulness tool or technique, it might be a story about my life or someone from the team, because I'm not the only one who does the content, Um, just something that we've experienced, that we've come out the other side of, or that's given us some kind of insight, it's really designed as something for the members to just hold on to every day. It sounds a bit cheesy, but I very much see the club as me putting my arms around the members every morning and saying, it's all right, I've got you. Have a think about life like this today. Try this today. Um, release that today. That kind of thing. So it's just a little gentle, bite-sized something every single day. And then as members, they get 24-7 access to a qualified therapist so they can get in touch with us directly um privately as well if they need a bit more
0: support. So. I love the idea that it's like a little virtual hug every yeah. day to say, because sometimes that's all that we need, isn't it?
1: That's it. Exactly. Because and that was one of the things that I learned when I set it up. Because like I say, I did set it up as an additional service for my one to one clients initially. And then people who weren't one to one clients started joining. And that was one of the conversations that I had quite a lot is I don't I don't feel like I need full blown therapy. But mm. just having something every day, just having someone in my corner every day just saying, you're amazing, you're all right, nothing's that serious, um, here's somewhere you can cope with this, and here's a way to cope with that, uh, makes the world a difference, I think.
0: I think so as well. I'm like, so I, I need to, I need to join and have a look at this, it sounds brilliant. And then they also get access 24-7 to a therapist. I mean, that is gold dust.
1: Yeah, and it's not full blown therapy. So it's ad hoc in the moment support. So literally, we've talked people through, you know, panic attacks via messenger at 10 o'clock on a Sunday evening, and um, stress, overwhelm at two o'clock on a Friday afternoon by email, we have different ways for the members to get in touch with the therapy team. And the one that actually is used least is the phone. Most people get in touch with us by a messenger or email um which I set up on purpose because I come from stress and anxiety that's why I do the work that I do and um I know that if I had ever I mean I would never have told when I was in employment I would never have told anyone that I worked with how I was feeling but Mm. if I had if they'd given me a phone number to phone someone I didn't know there's not a chance on this earth I would have called it (laughs) so yeah so it purposely set up from my own experiences of being in the workplace and experiencing stress and anxiety and tried to think what what would have helped me what would have what would I have responded to and that's how we set the club up so
0: yeah and I I remember I'm smiling there because I remember when I worked in education we used to have a number that we could phone so this was our kind of and he was a brilliant head teacher so one of my old head teachers one of my old bosses he had this right okay we'll go we need to do something because stress is really high and anxiety is really high so we've got this number and I remember at the time I was really feeling a lot of stress and I I think you know I'm I'm someone who's experienced anxiety a lot throughout my life but there's no way I'm going to phone a number like that is just a no I might have texted i mean this was like you know before the days of whatsapp if we can remember even that i might have texted um but yeah if i can email or message it just in a way it feels safer for, for you when you're anxious doesn't it i don't know why
1: absolutely and it does and you know we have a lot of members who experience high levels of stress anxiety depression again i mean especially when you're experiencing depression It's really hard to to even reach out, even when you're paying for a service that allows you to reach out. It's still a really hard thing to do. So the whole point of the club is to make it as simple as possible. And the point of the daily strategies is to be proactive, is for people to not have to. You don't have to reach out ever if you don't want to. Mm. Because we proactively come out to you every single day and say... Uh, have have a go at this today and think about yourself like this today and think about life like this today so there's the proactive um part of it where you don't have to do anything you just have to watch a video (laughs) that's it Um, and then there's the if you feel you need to reach out you absolutely can
0: and having that just watching a video like so how impactful do you think it is for people who are able to give themselves that time to watch how long are the videos like five minutes and
1: again yeah and again it's set up totally from my own experience because I'm absolutely the person that if I'm on social media and I see a video and I think oh that looks interesting if I click on it and it's longer than 10 minutes I'm not watching it there's no <laughs> chance on this earth that i'm going to watch it so right. the the videos are never more than 3 or 4 minutes long yeah they're really bite sized and and it's in writing as well the daily strategy so if you i'm a reader so i would much rather read something than watch a video so Thank it's you. give it in both forms so people can access it however works best for them so yeah it takes minutes
0: what impact do you think 5 10 minutes a day thinking about themselves will have on people in terms of their happiness and well-being
1: and honestly it's blown me away with the response that we get from members and I mean I do on a regular basis get emails out of the blue from members thanking us for Mm -hmm. the work that we do which obviously makes me burst into tears every time it happens (laughs) anyway Um, but um, because it really is that that because it's daily and it's small it's like you don't really notice the difference until something happens and you respond in a completely different way than you normally would have responded and then you go oh my word and you realize that just really gently really softly you've learned how to think in a different way or feel in a different way or respond in a different way and and it blows you away when that happens it really it really does blow your mind that you go oh all I've done is watch some little videos every day and mm. actually it's changed the way that I see this thing in my life where it's changed the way that I see myself which means I don't have to respond in that way and I don't have to feel that difficult emotion but even if I do feel that difficult emotion I know how to now right yeah so it's incredible yeah it's ace, I love it
0: I think one of the things there that you've you've um you've touched on it's it's basically it's all of the stuff that we know about habits and everything else like James Clear all of that compound effect Mm. that actually when we're changing I think people often think that they're going to start something and suddenly like you know the next day they're going to feel amazing and different but change isn't like that really is it? No
1: and I think that's one of the things that my mindfulness training mindfulness practice taught me um Mm was that it's the cumulative effect, right? A lot of the mindfulness techniques and tools can have an instant impact and can make you go, oh, oh, that feels better, hurrah. Um, But the more you do them consistently and constantly, actually, the more that impact grows and grows and grows. I can remember when I was doing my mindfulness training and my teacher said to me, so it takes about seven years for you to (laughs) really, and I was like, Jesus Christ, okay. day one but (laughs) but it does have an immediate impact but just the more consistent and constant you can be with that practice the bigger that impact grows and grows and grows and grows
0: Mm. I remember doing mindfulness training god back in um back it back like when I was in my 20s which is about probably about 20 years ago like in person because everything used to be in person like <laughs> we, it's such a different world weren't we like and I remember actually physically having to go to the place I found really challenging at the beginning as well yeah and
1: that's it And and I mean that's what I mean, the online space is just phenomenal, isn't it? And that's what it's given, you know, and that's one of the the thinkings behind the club. Again, you know, when I set the club up, I was networking on a national basis. I was a member of a national networking organization as a therapist, and I was getting inquiries from people who lived 250 miles away. And I I mean, I work with my one-to-one clients on Zoom all the time now, but at the time, eight, nine, 10 years ago, I was like, oh, how am I going to work? I can't (laughs) do that. I can't do it it all the time now. But that was one of the thinkings behind the club was to remove that geographical barrier to give people access to something that would help them without them having to go out and visit someone in person and find a place and do all of that stuff.
0: Mm. I mean, it's so interesting isn't it so you also do things in schools as well with that with the happiness club one of the other strands
1: of the business we do we do uh, resilience training in corporates and mm. we, do, we have our own schools program and again I'm very selfish in the work that I do because I literally the things that I set up in my business are all to help a past version of me Um, so I I was right I was that kid at school that um, was smiley well behaved good girl um, never did anything wrong was scared of my own shadow was utterly shy I was anxious and awful inside but you wouldn't have known it to look at me none of my teachers would ever have known that carried on into my corporate career and um so when I came to set the schools program up, it was really, really important for me that we worked on a whole school basis. Mm. We started in primary schools and we do the whole school because there will be children who are obviously struggling and they will yeah. get help. Right. Yeah. Then there are the children that, you know, might struggle from time to time, but will verbalize it. And then there's the children like I was, who the teachers will never, never know. So they're the kids I'm trying to help when we go into a school. So yeah, our, our school programme started off as a primary school programme and it's a four week. We go in one day a week for four weeks and we work with every year group and we teach them really simple mindfulness-based tools so that they can start looking after their own mental and emotional well-being. We talk to them about their emotions and that it's, you know, when you're a kid, you get told not to be angry, not to cry, not to get upset. But They're yeah. all normal, valid emotions. And then we grow up, become adults who can't cry, who don't let ourselves get angry, who don't know how to express those more difficult emotions in a healthy way because we've been told to suppress them when we were children. So that's one of the most important parts of the programme for me is talking to kids about their emotions and showing, you know, saying to them, so when I get angry... I do this. And they look at you in utter shock because you're a grown up admitting to feeling angry. Right. It's like it's a revelation to them, because if if it's all right for you to be angry, well, hang on, that means it's all right for me to feel that, too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, And that's a huge part of the school's programme. So, yeah, it's one of my favourite pieces of work that we do um, because I just I mean, I created it because there's that I'm going to completely misquote it now, but there is (laughs) a quote by the Dalai Lama that says something along the lines of, "If we taught every eight-year-old in the world to meditate, we would eradicate war within a generation." Yeah, that was like, yeah, okay, let's do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, my experience of working in schools, it is, it's, it's those kids like you. It's those kids that are doing okay. that that are the ones that I always sort of felt we're not we're we failing them I mean I was very I, I am quite uh what's it called I'm quite hard on myself so I, I would I would definitely spend a lot of time ruminating on what, what can we do but if we if we're able to feel our emotions and also recognize that it's normal to feel angry sad frustrated resentful all of these things I've just come back from. We've just been away for two weeks, and, and my seven year old. I've been saying she's just seven. I've been saying to her, you know, now now that you're you that you're seven, I know when you're angry, but it'd be great if we can talk about what's happened. And so, yeah. you know, and and she's starting to say, well, I'm angry because you know you didn't buy me the ice cream that I wanted, or whatever it is. And I'm like, when we can start talking about it in language, it just changes stuff, doesn't it?
1: hugely hugely and to recognize you know one of the the first conversation we have with them is you know who in this room has ever felt angry just put your hand up and and we put our hands up too right and what kinds of things do you do when you feel that what kinds of things make you feel that how do you you know what do you do when you feel angry and and where do you know where in your body you're feeling it and what it Mm. feels like and talking to them about um you know I mean, I literally didn't learn any of that until I started training in mindfulness 10 plus years ago, you know, to realize that, oh, hang on, I feel angry in my chest and it feels like the Tasmanian devil's about to burst out of me. That's what anger feels like for me. So now I know that now I have that awareness. Now, when I feel it coming on, now I can do something about it in a healthy way if I choose to. So to empower kids in that way, when you you can learn that when you're four or six or ten. Oh my word, how powerful is
0: that? Mm. Yeah, it gives me. Shivers. And, and and I think it, th- this is how we. Ch- this is how things change. This is how, in what you're doing, in all of this impact in schools, it's going to make people feel better. And if people feel better, you know, yeah, there probably but wouldn't that- be wars. There wouldn't be conflict. There wouldn't. If you know, people would speak up in organisations when they go actually you've made me feel really bad because again you know I think that everybody in life this is my view is doing the best they can with the resources they have in that moment yeah but obviously that doesn't discount that sometimes people can behave in ways which are really which aren't helpful but if people were able to articulate actually that's really upset me or that's made me angry or that's made me hurt lives would be so much easier wouldn't
1: it? I think so and I think but you know it's a it's a it's a double-edged one isn't it because for me it's about being able to do that but also taking responsibility for your own response to something that someone else has done or said and Knowing that you have a set of tools at your fingertips that can help you come out the other side of whatever they, whatever's been caused in you, whatever's risen in you, to have the tools and techniques that you can go, okay, so I'm feeling frustrated. Or uh, annoyed with that person because they did that. Well, that's Mm. my response in Mm. me. Something that's triggering in my subconscious mind. That's the response that's coming up in me. So, how can I help myself? Yeah, come out the other side of that response. That that is ridiculously powerful to me. And again, if you can learn that when you're diddy, hurrah! Gosh,
0: (laughs) I only wish I'd learned it when I was diddy. Yeah, me too. Me too. So. If you were were saying to people um, how they can feel better, what are the top tips that you give them? Okay,
1: so the first, the absolute top tip that I would give them is to start by allowing themselves to feel however they feel. Mm. Because we, I mean, the thing I get, because I run a company called The Happiness Club, the thing I get all the time is, oh, so you're happy all the time.
0: (laughs) no setting a bit of a passive aggressive voice there
1: right yes probably so but no the answer to that is no I'm not because I'm a human being no. Right. I feel yeah. the whole range of emotions because every single human being does and we're all supposed to um but we we go through life thinking that We should feel okay. We should feel happy. Happiness is the state that we aspire to, that we should be able to reach. We should feel calm. We should feel this. We should feel we shouldn't feel angry. We shouldn't feel upset. We shouldn't feel sad. And so we try not to feel those ones. We Mm. try to block them and we try to run away from them and deny them. But actually, all we do in the denying or the fighting against them is make them knock on the door louder. So for me, the absolute start point is to allow yourself to feel however you feel. Every single one of your emotions is there for a reason. Every single one of them has a message for you. And every single one of them is supposed to be transitory. They are supposed to move on. And when you deny them, when you stop them in their tracks, you are holding on to them. Mm. allowing them to do their job of going okay I've said what I need to say bye right so the first step for me is absolutely to get in the practice of allowing yourself to feel whatever you're feeling because then it will move through you it will move on Mm. and you will not experience that that emotion in the same way again and then when you come out the other side the absolute top tip for me is to practice appreciation like, there's no tomorrow. It's one of the most powerful practices going. And appreciation and gratitude, slightly different things, both immensely powerful. Yeah. For me, appreciation is quite often easier to reach. It's got a lighter vibration to it because gratitude, quite a lot of people that I work with, particularly, will say, oh, I haven't got anything to be grateful for. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Had that yeah. many times before. Right. <laughs> But appreciation, you can literally, I mean, I'm doing it now, looking around at my desk, you can literally look at something that is in your immediate environment and find something to appreciate about it. You definitely can. I've got a picture on my wall here that my daughter drew for me when she was about seven. Um, So I can look at that and I can appreciate that my daughter created that for me to go on my office wall and the colours that she used. And... You can look at a flower and appreciate the colours and the beauties and the shape that, that it exists in that beautiful thing. Appreciation is so relatively easy to mm. reach.
0: Yeah, it really is. Thank you so much, Joe. I've absolutely loved this conversation, which I thought I would. Can you let people know where they can find you? This will also be in the show notes as well. Super. So the best place to find me is the website, which is the
1: happinessclub.co.uk. I am on Facebook all the time <laughs> as Joe Howarth. I live on Facebook, so you can find me there. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn as well, like a grown up as Joe Happiness Howarth. So you can find me there too.
0: Joe, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. One of the things that really resonated with me about this conversation is that actually, if we all were able to recognise and process our emotions, if we all were able to be more present with ourselves, how different would the world that we're living in be? And I really think that we have an opportunity to educate, to inform, to support so we can change the way that the world is. So many things come from this fact that we have this inability to talk about our emotions. And if we're recognising our emotions as things, and if we're seeing, as Joe says, that they're transient, it changes everything. I know I'm going to go and check out The Happiness Club, and I have really enjoyed this conversation with Joe. So I hope you did too. I hope that you've got some practical things that you can take away so that you can feel better. If you have enjoyed this episode or if you've got any feedback at all for me, hop on over to Insta, find me at Ruth Kidsey and drop me a message. I will be delighted to talk to you. Take care.